to Miles. Miles cuts to his right. Bailey takes him down. Is that a knee? Could have been. Hold on, hold on. Get up, Jules. Get up, Jules. Uh, for the record, this is the second time we're recording this because we just recorded an entire hour podcast on the Malcolm Go podcast, season one, Technical Difficulties. Uh, so this is Tony Loconti, Malcolm Go podcast, back again. Tyler Trainer, local comedian, back with me uh, for another season, getting after it once again. Uh, excited, but nervous and upset that we just fucking lost an hour recording and slash Julian Edelman's knee exploded. Yeah, if we're being honest, I'm actually a little happy that we didn't get recorded because last time Tony berated me for the first 15 minutes of the podcast for showing up late. I was going to send his ass home like Belichick would have done. He's going to give me the Adelius Thomas treatment. That's what you deserve, really. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, I got new drops. I'm excited. I got a couple of them. I'm going to drop right now because... In honor of Julian Edelman, uh, I want to do a couple. It's going to be a hell of a story. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a story. So, um, I mean, this is, feels like weird to us because we're going to go over it completely again. A whole hour of work we just did, but we're going to just try and cut this thing down into 45 minutes. Preseason hype. I mean, you know. The best is that I'm still going to do the same jokes that bombed last time. I'm just not going to be fast enough to hit the bomb button on my goddamn Maybe I'll soundboard. Maybe delivery will work this time. Exactly. Uh, so, Julian Edelman, players like him and uh, Dion with those quick cuts, I mean, these things are just, you're waiting for them to happen. I mean, devastating injury. You see in the first, I mean, basically his first real action of the season, their knees, I mean, they're just so so quick and they just make such fast stutter steps that eventually these guys their knees just always collapse they always just snap him and Dion Lewis you're just waiting for him a guy like Sean LaShawn McCoy guys that make quick jump cuts you're just waiting for that knee to stick in the turf and pop and finally it gives way with Julian yeah it's weird we were talking <clears throat> about this earlier but it's just the fact that these guys are so big and they train so much and they're just so big and so fast <laughs> in perfect uh, physical shape. Like they put as much muscle on their body as they can. Their ligaments just they can't give handle up. it anymore. Are you so saying just... they have an extra muscle on their back? <laughs> yeah, I, I also did that joke in the first hour. It landed a lot harder. Uh, so anyway, this is he's really the one. He's a heart and soul player of the team. Uh, he he's a locker room guy, a big depth, you know, a big big guy that's fucking big into the fucking locker room, telling the wide receivers what to go. He gets everybody emotional. He's fucking first one out of the tunnel. He's running all the way to the end zone. He's fucking the type of guy who changes practice by just showing up and practicing. Yeah, exactly. He plays one hundred and ten percent all the time. Um, I mean, I I don't know where they go from here. They're not going to be able to do it with one person. They're going to have to do it with multiple guys, running backs. Wide receivers, Rex Burkhead, DJ Foster. Uh, do they keep 
Austin Carr on the roster. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're just going to have to develop a plan to take Edelman's unique way of playing and make it less of, you know, basically make it up with three players. I'm not going to be able to do yeah. it, which is one. I think the biggest thing we're going to miss is third down. I mean, Edelman has been our third down guy for the past, what, four years? Five years. He's yeah. the he's the quick guy. He's the only guy that can uncover within one or two yards to get open and automatic on third down. The only one that Brady trusts consistently, yeah. you know, that he's going to throw it to him every single time. He, he, he trusts Amendola to an extent, but Amendola doesn't have the quickness, no. the ability to uncover like Edelman can. Or break the tackles. I mean, Edelman, you can never, Edelman never goes down on the first hit. It's no, ridiculous. he's just so strong and so quick. He, un, he ducks under tackles. He does all types of things that uh, other players on this team can't do. Um, it's just different from, like, say, Gronk going down because he's Gronk is a big play player maker basically he's a yeah. down the field threat middle of the field threat he's he's you know he's a big target but he's down the field most of the time he, he gets you third down conversions but they're going to be like 15 20 yards down the field on a big play edelman's a, a three yard crossing route he's a he's a five yard in or he something like that he moves the chains yeah. you know it's different from a guy that's making big plays uh it's harder to replicate it's harder it's there's going to be struggles early on. I'm guaranteeing in the first few weeks there's going to be struggles. It's they just thank God, like compared to years past, so that they're just so deep at receiver. Yeah, that it's like it sucks, but I mean it, it's not like we have fucking Rashe Codwell backing him up. Yeah, there's nobody. I mean, there's a, there's a depth here. I mean, and they've basically had Amendola and Mitchell on a pitch count because yeah. of their their injuries um, leading up to you know this season and, and prior. Amendola has been. You know, they try to keep him, you know, relatively clean and hit free until later in the season because he's such a clutch player that he he really shows up in the playoffs. And um, Mitchell, you know, had a lot of injuries in college. He's a great player, but they're trying to just, you know, kind of roll their way into it with, uh, you know, kind of slow roll them in, as they would say, slow roast. Could you see, uh, could you see like Cooks and Hogan having a thousand yard uh, years? It's tough to say. I mean. I could see one of them having it a thousand yards. I easy. definitely think Cooks is going. I mean, have Cooks like Cooks is going to have it, but then you always got Gronk is always teetering yeah. a thousand, and then you're um, I mean, with the running backs getting a lot of catches, running backs, everybody's going to have a lot of I catches. Think Hogan There's going to be a lot of five hundred yard catch uh, receivers on this team. Yeah. I mean, Dion Lewis. Just think of the names right now off the top of your head that I can think of that are going to have it: Cooks, Gronk, Hogan, Mitchell. I mean, there's going to be like five. There's going to be like White, there's going to be like seven Burkhead. or eight five hundred yard catchers on this yeah. team. In, um, yeah, that's true. There's going to be because Brady's going to throw for 4,500 anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Easy. So he's going to throw for 4,500, and it's going to be a ton. I mean, the running backs are going to have 150 receptions this season, just yeah. alone, just the running backs. So um, White's going to probably have 60 himself. I think he had like 70 last year, right? And then you Did got he? Deion Lewis, then you got Rex Burkhead. They're all going to have to get their touches. Oh. Rex Burkhead looks like a legit stud. Sna- snagged him in my fantasy league. I know how people love to hear about fantasy on podcasts. <laughs> snagged him in my fantasy league. Snagged Cooks first round. Got bullshit because a kid from out of town, I played with a bunch of New Yorkers, jumped fucking five rounds earlier than anybody on in the right mind would have took Chris Hogan. But it was like 20 minutes after Edelman tore his, blew his knee out. So I think everybody was just looking at the depth chart of the Patriots saying, who's next man up? Who's next man up? Because Brady's going to throw for a million yards. And they fucking grabbed Hogan. I, I I thought I could have got him in the last round. Bullshit about it. God damn um, it! Fuck. No, I'm a, I'm I'm pissed off because Edelman's a fucking warrior. Um, and in in a ACL injury is really a two year injury. So 
with a guy like that, I mean, maybe you can get an ACL injury for a quarterback. It's different, like for Brady. He'll come back the next year and be like, you know, close to 100%, yeah, but you can't miss. Yeah, you can't you can't miss the drop off. You know what I mean? Um, but when you get into wide receivers with jump cuts like that, like Dion Lewis, I mean, he he had one year and then this year he was really not a hundred percent. Everyone was like, oh, you know, when Dion Lewis came back, everyone was like, oh, they can't be beat. I mean, he's going to be fucking incredible again this year, and he really wasn't the same. Um, yeah, he could, he didn't have that like. Just that explosiveness, that, that quick jump step that he that made him famous. Yeah, basically, that play he made, like a, I think it was against the Colts two years ago, when he was like inside the ten yard line, juked like four guys and had yeah. them collide into each other. Yeah, he doesn't have that step, no, that didn't. that that quick burst. But I've seen it here in the preseason, and it's the same thing with Edelman. Is is he's gonna he's gonna come back next year and he'll be like seventy percent, and yeah. then he's not gonna be able to make those quick moves. He's gonna be more of an Amendola, you know. He'll he'll be able to make the move, but I don't think he's going to make quick cuts like he does, which breaks a lot of tackles, misses, makes a lot of people miss. Um, gonna... So he's really going to come back two years from now, which is he's going to be 33 years old. Yeah, he'll uh, probably come back like by November of 2018. Right, exactly. So he'll be, he'll, be two, he'll be 33 years old. Brady, God willing, will still be the quarterback of the Patriots. He'll be 42 years old. So... I mean, it's just a, it's a risky time because I mean, think about it. When they got rid of Welker, he was thirty-one. Yeah. So they 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 fucking he took a million hits. Edelman takes just as many hits over the middle of the field. They do love to dump the guy that you think is going to be the guy for like the next four and, years. Invent a right new one. Before, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right, right before he like fucking drops off a cliff. Exactly. So like if I mean, Clay Matthews was on the Patriots, he would have been gone two years ago, yeah. and they would have got a great value out of him. So it's just a. It's interesting because it's lucky because Edelman got a three-year contract extension this summer, which is basically ensuring that he's going to be a Patriot because they can't cut him now because it's a waste of money. So, I mean, you're going to keep him here. He's also a heart and soul guy. I mean, he's 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 big in the community. He's big on the team. I mean, he's vocal everywhere. You hear him. I mean, he's fucking. He's he he builds the team's confidence. He's he's a he's Brady's best friend basically. Yeah. Or at least Edelman tells you he's his best friend. Um, <laughs> Coaches love him. Team loves him. I mean, who doesn't love the underdog? I mean, he's fucking exactly that. I mean, he's a warrior. He's he he just needs to be involved heavily in this team for the team to have that same feel that it has as a championship team. He needs to be a voice in that locker room. Yeah, and I think he will be. Um, but you're just not going to see him for the whole year, which is always the worst part. Yeah, that's weird too because we lost him. We lost pretty much Ninkovich, who was like the captain of the defense. He yeah. kind of just retired out of nowhere. I mean, that's kind of two guys that. Were huge on the championship team that are gone. A lot of guys. I mean, there was a lot of heart and soul warrior guys that were, uh, you know, really vocal and and person personality um, in that locker room. Chris Long. I mean, he wasn't a huge player, but oh, he. Yeah. They're, they're also yeah, good. You know, great locker room guys that people love and people have fun being around, and they really work their asses off to try and Marty be champions. Bennett. Yeah, Marty Bennett, especially. I love Marty Bennett. I'm gonna miss his ass. Ton. He really is. A... He's gonna be the shit in Green Bay this year. He fuck. He looks shredded right now. I don't know. At this point in the podcast, the last the last one we recorded, we made fun of Gronk's dad's three inch penis for about twenty minutes. <laughs> so. Well, we were we were just pissed off because I mean Gronkowski. I mean because of Martellus Bennett, we said we were talking about how much we wanted to keep him on the goddamn team because he played through ridiculous like. Ten knee bending injuries that looked ankles like ankles that were ankle. just folded over. He came back with like forty pounds of tape on his on his uh, ankle three plays later, and these 
things would have kept Gronk out for a century, no all shit. because his dad would have been on the field, like a fucking little league dad whose son just got hit by a baseball, fucking against. Not a, uh, my Robbie. Not my Robbie. <laughs> he comes. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. He's standing over his son like he's a dead body, and he fucking just got hit in the hip with a curveball. <laughs> fucking age eleven, his fucking dumb Phillies are gonna go to the city series. Yeah. Uh, so everybody hates that dad, and Gronk's dad is one of them, and he fucking hangs around too much. And uh, I think he fucking affects Gronk's mentality, honestly. But recently, Gronk's been getting into like uh, I, th- I feel like he's been more mature, or he's maturing a little bit. He's a uh, you know going to Brady's nutritionist. Alex Guerrero, fucking teaching him how to stay healthy, eat right, not fucking be on Gronk ships constantly, the Gronk cruise. You know what's funny about the Gronk cruise is uh, I still think about this all the Tell time. Tell me, Taylor. Yeah, You didn't hear this before, so don't worry about it. Uh, the Gronk cruise, half of it was not a Gronk cruise, which is my favorite part, is, is that fucking half of the Gronk cruise was just a regular fucking carnival cruise with fucking... A thousand South Florida Jews trying to go to Bermuda, <laughs> and they're like, fuck, they're stuck on a ship with Rob Gronkowski and LMFAO dancing with coeds, where fucking Gronk and his brothers are tag teaming fuck eighteen-year-old girls. Well, at least I hope they're eighteen. Yeah. Uh, up against they said their they're eighteen against their fucking porthole room. Oh, shit. Um, well, it's weird. I don't think. I wouldn't think I would find if I was a girl. I would find the Gronkowski brothers attractive, like they well, just like typical meathead, like fucking idiots. Like, is that it's, really it's what gladiator mentality? Like? It's it fucking. Really is, huh? They're guys that are like they're fucking little. They're like the peak. Well, at least Rob is like peak male performance. He's the a giant Viking looking man, like tall, blonde, fucking shredded. He looks like he'd just kill you and he's a party guy, so chicks love it. And plus he's a bazillionaire. Yeah. So that helps. Potentially. We have a uh the Malcolm Go has a strong belief, allegedly. Yeah. That his dad is his dad is robbing every single cent he's that he is made. a fucking that he is Dane Cook brothering him and taking all his money and pouring it into fucking monster energy brother. and fucking Zubaz. Yeah, um, Gronk's gonna be broke in three years. Post football, he's gonna come looking for his all his money and it's gonna be down in fucking uh, some like San Pedro Island with his no. dad and fucking his fourteen whores. He's gonna be. You're gonna be able in five years from now. You're gonna be able to hire Gronk at a sweet 16 birthday party <laughs> to show up in a male thong and just slap his dick off your 16 year old daughter. Gronk spike a keg. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of idiots from fucking Medford. <laughs> Dude, it's Gronk. I would let Gronk fuck my fucking 16. You have to. Kid. You have to. Out of respect. Dude. Out of respect. <laughs> You know, I'm Patriots first, yeah. You know, <laughs> listen, Susan. She doesn't care. She's fine with. She's it. having. She's a grown woman. Let her <laughs> she make makes her own her decisions. You got any more to All right, take it easy, Vinny. Um, <laughs> Shit. So, one thing that's good about it's not good, but I mean, it's a benefit of losing Edelman for the year. Is it? It um, it allows you know passes to be distributed a little bit more evenly. Uh, with Edelman in there, you kind of added you added to your wide receiver core by adding Cooks. He's going to need fucking a hundred receptions or close to a hundred, and it kind of would have limited Mitchell's overall development. Now you're going to be able to bump up Mitchell and Amendola to the fourth and fifth receiver rather than fifth and sixth. Yeah, and you're going to be able to get Mitchell his catches and let him develop because he he was really a, a stud last year and he's a good player. 
um, Great hands. that deserves a chance to play. I mean, he, what did he catch? Like five balls in the Super Bowl. He probably had, yeah, sit, yeah, all in like the fourth quarter. Yeah, too. he had a great fourth quarter and made made clutch play after clutch play. Um, you know, you don't see that out of a rookie, and he's 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 got to get out there and get his touches because, um, you know, with Edelman, Cooks, and all these people, I think that. You know, Were you telling me the story about how he learned uh, to read? I don't think so. I guess so. When he was in high school, trying to like, he knew he was going to get like a college scholarship. He couldn't read in high school. Yeah. So he started going down to like his Barnes and Nobles, this book club, with these old like white women. women. Yeah. yeah. These like seven year old, and he was just would read in their book club every week. And just taught himself to read at age like fucking yeah, it 50. was it's fucking crazy the type of like it's so different like the educational systems and places yeah he was like in West Georgia Georgia or something, or something. Yeah. but he he I, yeah there was a story on him the other day where he like Nick Saban called him up as a sophomore or something and uh, offered him a scholarship to Alabama and he and he just hung up the phone I was like thanks like didn't know what a, but he didn't know what a scholarship was <laughs> oh shit so he was just like yeah. a fucking star athlete in football but didn't know what a scholarship was so he was just like. I didn't know what scholarship was. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on down now there? Now he has a backwards he community. Like, he like uh, teaches kids to read in like Dorchester. Right? Yeah. Like every week. He's got his own. Exactly. He's the man. It's a he's classic awesome. fucking yeah. Patriots good guy. He really um, so yeah. yeah. So now you bump him up. He's going to get his receptions. Amendola. Hogan. Hogan's going to get a ton. Hogan's, Hogan's going to be a year. star this Hogan year. Hogan really is the guy. I Hogan's going to have 12 touchdowns this year. Guaranteed. Yeah. A lot of deep balls. He's dominating players. He, he dominated really Detroit. He looks huge. Against he looks no- like. He worked out with Edelman all summer and just got big. Shredded. Yeah, he doesn't have the lower body of like Edelman where he's no. thick through the base. He's kind of You're still right. thin. Edelman has a much better ass. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> have you seen that fucking body cover? <laughs> I'm picking up body issue, for Christ's sakes. Uh, the man's Jewish, but not where it counts. Um, so. He's a bad accountant. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get what you're saying. Um, he's so, poor with money. Look at, I mean... There's just too many balls to go around. Talk about balls more. Um, there's too many uh, footballs to go around with Mitchell and Amendola now bumping up. I mean, you'd like to keep Amendola as, you know, get as less hits, on, as little hits on him as possible until the end of the year, you know. Yeah, you you want to really, really need, him for, you, the you need him for the playoffs. He's such a clutch player in the playoffs. And he kind of, he Brady just feeds off of him and their energy levels are just through the roof when they go through into the it's Super Bowl and fucking contrast of when he came here too because they're like when he came here it was right after Welko left and they're like well, they expected him to be a fucking 120 catch guy yeah they thought he was gonna be Edelman yeah if not better and uh it, it's weird how he but it's, it's not really a bust of a I don't think it was a bust at all turns out um, yeah I mean obviously he's been great in both Super Bowls but he's come to his niche of like you know 50 receptions a year uh you know three touchdowns but then the playoffs he's Fucking lights it up. I yeah. mean, he has a touchdown a game or something. It really like is a awesome. touchdown a game average in the playoffs. Catches every ball in fourth down ever thrown. Yeah, he dominated in the Super Bowl in overtime fourth down. Um, I mean, the Patriots they always they always are able to move on to the uh, from their players from injury. Whether it was Brady in 08, Gronkowski for the last century, Ty Law in two thousand four. Yeah, they're starting like rookies as fucking cornerbacks in the Super Bowl. Um, they're just able to overcome. They 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 adapt. They'll be able to move guys around. They're gonna do be more multiple, more diverse with uh, you know, wide receivers with with running backs. They're just gonna have different packages for each guy. You know, like Malcolm Mitchell's gonna come in and and he's not gonna run Edelman's routes. They're gonna they're gonna make the offense work around the guys they do have. So there's still yeah. gonna be there's think- gonna be less. Crossing routes underneath for like where Edelman would be. Yeah. There's going to be more I deep think you'll routes. Find Cooks more in the slot now. 
maybe you'll see Cooks more in the slot. I think they're not going to want to give him as many hits either. No, but it's going to be a lot of rookies and fucking uh, like <laughs> DJ Fosters and fucking running backs James over in the Wood, middle. Yeah. Somebody that's a little bit, you know, built more to take hits over the middle. Yeah. Cooks is kind of a small guy. So yeah, he won't, the, yeah, he definitely won't be going running those type of seam routes that Edelman was. Yeah, Edelman. Edelman's a rare breed who likes to get hit. He's kind of sick in the head. He loves to. <laughs> know, he yeah. loves to get fucking He's whacked, and he loves to run and get fucking concussed. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And know, by this I time, fucking Wes Welker was wearing fucking Marvin the Martian helmets. That was whole. <laughs> you <laughs> it know? didn't make any sense. <laughs> no. He still wants to play, but he can't fucking even see straight. No. They, uh, the best part about their their team, though, I guess last year kind of went a little on the, how good the offensive line is. It's just fucking stacked. It really is. The whole team is stacked. Marcus Cannon is a beast. He should have been a Pro Bowl last year. He got fucking yeah. ripped off. Um. Yeah, he he wasn't a Pro Bowl last year. I thought he was. I didn't think he made. It. He, he shut didn't. down fucking uh, JJ Watt. Him, the the idiot from Von Denver, Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He just made a complete turnaround. He was like a bad. He was a bad guy. player. Yeah, he, he was, was awful. Every, when he went in, you'd be like, "What happened? This yeah. guy stinks." It was almost like he sold his soul to the devil because the AFC Championship game against the the Broncos, 2015. I don't even think he laid a hand on Von Miller, yeah. and he was lined up right across from him. <laughs> Von Miller had like 37 sacks well, that, that was game. The fucking the worst year ever when they would rotate the line like yeah. each play. Like all of a sudden, Cannon would move to the other side. It's Left like tackle. High school when you yeah. just put your big guys on one side and you run behind them. It doesn't work like that. I don't know what the fuck they were doing then. And, and then he came back, and last back. year when Scarnecchia came yeah. back, it was like magic. He became good all of a how sudden. Good he is, but he became like elite. He didn't become. A serviceable lineman became one of the best linemen in the, the best, league. Seriously, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, Hopefully, f- um, fucking Solder can stay healthy. We really need him. Yeah, I think this is going to be Solder's last year. But he's he's a, um, I mean, he's a great left tackle. He's he's Brady's blind side. He really yeah. is just solid. I mean, they got a couple People of guys they drafted cool. to back him up yeah. to like really take over for him in the next in the future. So I think this is going to be Solder's last ride, and he could actually probably be. I bet you he could be a. You know, the surprise cut. I mean, or the surprise trade late in the season. Oh, like a Matt White or like a, like, no, like a Logan Mankins. Logan yeah, he could be a Didn't s- they surprise. Matt White too, right? No, no, he retired as a Patriot. Oh, yeah, Logan Mankins. That one killed me. Logan Mankins was that was my a, favorite offensive line. He was a ever. shocking. That was shot. That was on par, shocking with Seymour. Yeah, uh, well, maybe not with Seymour, but on par with like Mike Vrabel being Vrabel, thrown in with yeah. the fucking Matt Castle trade. Um. So, I mean, I'm not going to say, I mean, Edelman, they'll be able to move on without Edelman. I mean, there's, there's only one guy you could really not lose, and that's Tom Brady. Maybe Gronk, only because you don't have a Marty Bennett guy anymore. Yeah. But unless Brady or Belichick go down, if Belichick has a fucking has heat stroke and fucking has the uh, that Houston Texans coach, that Kubiak fucking yeah. disorder where he passes out on the sidelines, uh, there's really no way that this team should not be competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, it really is. I mean, with Edelman, they were the favorites. They're still the favorite. overwhelming favorite. Yeah. yeah. And who's in the AFC? I mean, you have the Steelers Oakland. got like Joe Hayden today, what made them ma- marginally better. Doesn't help. They're not great. Their defense no. is. They just it's their scheme. Yeah. Unless the Steelers decide to run, be a man man coverage defense, they're just Patriots are going to eat them alive till every they, time till they exist. The, you know, for the length of the Steelers existing. The, it, yeah. They yeah. they try so hard to be traditional with their just, uh, with their traditional zone blitz. They've been trying to you know been doing it since fucking the my thirties down in fucking Tennessee now. Who's yeah. that guy? Yeah, what the a dick, old decoy. Dick yeah, I forget from, what his name is. Meal. Yeah, fuck uh, him. 
I don't know. I he's an old that. prick. He's like um, 78 and he's still awesome. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. Well, he. I don't know if he invented it, but they've been fucking doing it no, ever since. Was, yeah. Yeah. So they've been and they refuse to change it. So Brady just kills them every single time. He knows the defense. He knows where the fucking blitz is coming every time. It doesn't. He just eats. He fucking doesn't matter who it is. Um. So, I mean, there's really nothing. I mean, without Gronk can't go down. I mean, he could, but there's just no Marty Bennett to save you this the year. Defense there's is... nobody that's going to be able to step in and really run Gronk's routes. But even then, Marty Bennett didn't run Gronk's routes. He ran different routes, and they catered the offense to Martellus yeah. Bennett being the tight end rather than Gronkowski being the Which tight end. Which is what all the other awful teams in the NFL do. Your best guy goes down, and you just expect fucking your backup receiver to run the same routes as fucking Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's exactly. Not they, gonna they fucking, happen. exactly. They put Dominic Loconti in for Odell <laughs> Beckham, and they think that fucking all of a sudden he's going to yeah. be making one-hand catches. doesn't work. We did a lot of coverage on uh, the off-season of just... You know, Frankie's wedding, what we really thought about it. We're not going to talk about it now, but that was for the last one. Who kissed who? Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't know that uh, yeah. I had my second baby. She's Your second baby. Congratulations. One month old. Oh, thank you. She's adorable. I will take all my uh, congratulations in money order. Um, so, yeah. You know. So the offense and defense looked fucking postseason ready against the Detroit Lions. They fucking were walking down the fucking field on them, stuffing them. Um, the only thing that was really... You know, concerning was was uh, you know, just the, the Cooks hasn't broken out yet, but I think they're just hiding him, a la Randy Moss in his yeah. first preseason, they just don't. hiding him behind the scenes until fucking week one against the Jets will have a thousand yards, Seriously. fucking two hundred touchdowns in one game. It just it doesn't make sense that he's not going to be. He's just too talented. To no, not he's going to be up. the focal point of the offense. Yeah. Well, besides Gronkowski, Cooks and Gronkowski going to be one two in this yeah. offense, and it's going to be. I mean, I think Cooks is going to be upwards of like ninety to one hundred catches, eleven hundred, twelve hundred yards, like big play. He's going to be like an Antonio Brown type for the Patriots. I want to say, knock on wood, but I want him to be just a fucking downfield threat, but also like a fucking crossing route threat. Just, I want to see him everywhere. He's so fast. With Edelman out, he really does have the ability to be a top ten receiver. He's going to be everywhere. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be. He should everywhere. be Brady's going to be fucking slinging, slinging. Slinging that big dick of his. What? Uh, so, what else happened? Uh, Coney Ely got cut, but he was fucking useless in the defense. He he didn't he didn't couldn't play where he was told to play. He couldn't fucking uh, keep the edge at all. He couldn't rush the passer at all. Um, that will get you cut a hundred percent of the time yeah. if you don't keep contained. If you, if you can't Patriots keep contained on the Patriots, that's one. That's the only thing you have to do, and that's number one as a Patriots DN is keep contained, keep contained. Everyone's been doing it. I mean, they don't care if you can rush the passer. That's like the last thing that they want you to do. Besides, keep contained, stop the run, and then rush the passer. Exactly. Those are the three things you got to do. Hence why Chandler Jones got the fucking boot. Yeah. So I mean, Coney Ely got cut. They have very, very limited depth now on defensive end. Um, and for the last time, they didn't trade a second-round pick for Coney Ely. They traded a second-round pick for Coney Ely and a third-round pick, which was eight spots behind. So they really jumped eight spots. They you know, fell eight spots in the draft and got Coney Ely, who was fucking SEC Defensive Player of the Year next to the gay man on the defense. <laughs> Him and the gay man. They were yeah. very good defenders uh, for Mizzou. Michael Sam. Doing kisses on NFL draft with his Italian boyfriend. It's kind of hurt me a little. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, 
As an Italian man myself, watching the little waif Italian guy kiss the big, strong black man kind of made me feel uneasy about myself, to be honest. Yeah, started questioning things. Like, yeah, I got a little... kind of looks fun. No, I didn't think that. I thought, I thought, what would my grandfather say about this? Um, so... We're a little traditional here on the Malcolm Go podcast. A little bit. Yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? Let the boys play. I don't play. Let the boys play. Uh, Patriots what going. Are you homosexual, Taylor. <laughs> so, Patriots, they're definitely going back to 3 4 defense. They have to. They only have the personnel for it. They got no defensive end depth whatsoever. Um, the defensive ends now are going to be more in the Ty Warren, Richard Seymour mold than a Chandler Jones. So, it's going to be Trey Flowers and. Trey Lawrence, Flowers and Lawrence Guy. 20 sacks this year. 30 sacks this yeah, year. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Trey Fla- if you think of Trey Flowers in the Super Bowl, just multiply that times 16 games. He Seven- was a rookie last year, right? Uh, second year. Second year. He, he sat out his whole rookie year. He was redshirted, basically. They oh, just yeah. hit him on the uh, on IR and developed him, and he's a star now. He's a beast. He, if anything, you know, he's I don't beast. want to get too into it because Coney Ely really burst onto the map with a fucking – Dominant Super Bowl mm-hmm. against Peyton Manning, but Trey Flowers was solid all year. But he didn't. No, he, he had a great year. He had a great year, but he wasn't like ridiculous until the Super Bowl, where he just dominated yeah. Atlanta's offensive line. What do you have? Like two and a half sacks that game. Yeah. Fucking dominated. Made big play after He's big play. The quarterback all the time, Matty Ice. But uh. Yeah, I like him. I like Van Noy a lot, though. I think he's going to have to have a big year. You're gonna, they're going to be rushing the quarterbacks. I mean, him and Hightower rushing the quarterback now because they're going to be staying on the outside. It's going to it's going to be the old 3-4 defense where Hightower and Van Noy are going to play the Vrabel and uh, you know Colvin edge rusher, basically, yeah. where it's not going to be the same as you know it has Chung been in the last five your, years. Like, hybrid outside linebacker. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be like that cuz they got they got Harris to play inside linebacker now, right? And he looks like where, a beast. Where fucking Hightower had to do that for the last 3 years. Yeah. Now Hightower can go to the outside, not worry about covering guys and just get downfield and kill motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be he's going to be 10 plus he sacks is this season. fucking huge. It doesn't make how sense. Well, all right, we we had a few Guinness here. On the yeah, <laughs> we had a few beers. We're a few beers in. This is stutter. this is our three and a half of the Malcolm Go fucking podcast. <laughs> it doesn't make sense the how fast and big he is, Hightower. It's just insane when you see him run full speed. It's like oh, that hit on Matty Ice when he fucking strip sacked him. That had to fucking all time play kill, all time NFL play. It seriously, is um, so he's gonna have over ten sacks this year. I mean. He, I honest, the only thing that upsets me is that I love his a gap blitz more than I love both my kids combined. <laughs> it's my favorite thing on earth. Watching him a gap blitz. Always been good at that. Yeah, but High Towers money. High Towers was awesome. Collins was the best at it, yeah. but but uh, High Tower can do it really. Good. Yeah, High, Collins was the other definitely thing too, the best. Is like, you know, a, a running back, if he's not good in a blocker, a pick comes in and picks it up, Hightower would run that guy over. Like Devontae Devonte Freeman yeah. in the Super Bowl, for instance. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that's. I mean, the defense is going to be all set. The only thing that they're lacking is defensive end depth, but that'll come in time. Uh, let's play a game, say. 2017 team. Who's going to be cut? Who's going to stay? I'll go first. Adam Butler. Uh, luckily, we already ran through this. So you know who he is now, right? <laughs> yeah. He's on the team. He, solid defensive end. Solid defensive end. Undrafted out of Vanderbilt. He's going to make the team. He's, he's, a, he's a pass-rushing interior lineman, so he's going to play defensive end in this scheme, right? All right. He's 6'5", 270 or something. So he's Big. Like a little slender version of... He's a little bit yeah. slenderer, more slender than, like, say, Malcolm Brown. He's like a Dominic Easley. 
Yeah, he's a little bit bigger than Dominic Easley, not Except as quick, but he has the same type of skill set where he rushes over the interior lineman and can get get through. And he looks right. really good, actually. Put some good stuff on tape, as the football guys say. Good stuff on tape. I've uh, never heard of this guy until Tony brought him up last hour. All right, here's a good one. Jordan Richards. He's gone. Gonzo. Yeah. So he won, he won the Community Service Award, which good for him, for the Patriots. He won uh, the whatever it's the Ron Burton Award, and and that's where he belongs, working in the community. Send him home. I'm fucking Ron done with you. He stinks. All right, next one up, his counterpart in action, Cyrus Jones. Yeah, well, we talked about him before, but we talked about all this before, Tyler. <laughs> Stop saying it. But it's weird. Uh, yeah, he's gonna stay. He, he has, has to, just for his punt returns. It's his second season. He's a second round pick. Everyone was pumped to get him here. He he, he did decent last week, punt returning. He's Okay, in defense, there was an all-time like he's a good enough dime. Yeah, as he, the last corner off yeah. the bench, he's the, not a have, he, he's serviceable. Bags, six, yeah, right. Five corners or whatever. Yeah, so um, you know he's not bad. I mean, you got a, a legit starting secondary that's like five deep, and if Cyrus Jones coming off sixth, I mean, you're not too yeah, worried about you're it. In good, um, you're in pretty good hands. So he's, I mean, there was a good time, a Jacksonville game. There was a fucking. Patriots shithead bingo I uh, had on Twitter where Jordan Richards and Cyrus Jones were lined up on the same side and gave up a, like a hundred yard touchdown. <laughs> and I looked, I was like, this can't be, I mean, this was like a fucking test by Matt Patricia to see which one was shittier because <laughs> both of them just turned around. were like, I thought you had him. I thought you had, it was like a hundred yard touchdown. Cyrus Jones didn't even run with the wide receiver. Thought he, I don't know if he thought he had safety help, but usually you have to run with the receiver a little bit to like, yeah. Pretend you're a cornerback, oh, and him and both and Jordan Richards just looked at each other like, "What the fuck happened?" Jordan Richards, all-time bust by Belichick. I'll tell you right now, that's an all-time bust. Yeah, that's what happens when you second take round Stanford pick. Idiots. Yeah. Sherman's the only good fucking defensive second player. second round pick. They took this guy for like they I said know, he was. Really... I remember when they drafted him. Mel Kuyper was like, "Well, you could have got him undrafted, but they say he's a coach on the field." And I was like, "Mel Kuyper's an idiot. Look what they've done with all these other guys." Yeah. And. uh that's finally one that one for the draft gurus that got right. It is weird how he fucking stinks. How uh, how many times the Patriots? I feel like they miss on these. I don't. Know, I feel like they miss a lot on early picks, and they hit a lot on like fourth round picks. They, I mean, they tend to never miss. I mean, they're like batting like eighty five, ninety percent on first round. Yeah, and then like they're batting really high in like the second round, and then they they you know they. I mean, no, they're like 80%, 80%. And then, you know, the middle rounds, they do pretty good. And then the late rounds, rounds, they get studs all the time. Yeah, but then the seventh round guys, you never really think of. Sixth and seventh round guys, you never think they're going to make the team. They don't men. matter. Yeah. And then they'll have like Brady or Edelman, mm-hmm. and the fucking legit superstars in the league that come out of those fucking rounds. So yeah. you never know. Uh, next guy, Austin Carr. Gone. Sayonara. You think you can get him in the practice squad? I don't know. I'd love to keep him. Uh, I don't think there's room. Even even with Julian down, I think they just they just keep um, you know another an extra running back. Um, well, Slater's gonna be good to go, right? But Slater'll be fine, but he's not gonna catch any passes. He's just gonna be a yeah, fucking. But he's like technically. A I mean, if they IR him, maybe you keep Austin Carr. I don't know, but don't know. Austin Carr to me is a fucking guy, and he's just a guy that people like want to support because he kind of is. 
he's white and kind of like stinks. Scalabrini. Yeah, he's like Scalabrini. Exactly like Scalabrini. So people just support him because yeah. he looks funny like on the field because he doesn't look like he matches a football player. I'll tell you a story where I f- f- really figured this out, and I'll never forget this guy's name. His name was Matt Gorman, Syracuse basketball when I was a freshman. <laughs> had just won the national championship. I was like, like and every time he came out to fucking play basketball for the Syracuse University Orange, at the time, the Orange Men, they were like, you know, a top team in the country, just Wait. won the national championship. He'd come out, I'd be like, this guy fucking stinks. Just like a fucking dumb fucking uh, albino gorilla jumping around on the fucking basketball court. I'm like, this guy's fucking terrible. And everybody's cheering him on like like he's got fucking Down syndrome. He's scoring a <laughs> touchdown for the fucking Steelers. They're like, you know, roll, you know how they yeah. do that? They roll the guys down from yeah. the 50-yard line. That's what he looks like to me. And I'm like, so like, there's people like that and then people that love like fullbacks like the that's their favorite position like oh i just love a fullback i mean i can't get you know what that's smash mouth football shut up that's it's, nothing to me yeah, that's it's not, like green bay liking coon yeah it's exactly the racist <laughs> they just like him because he's a white guy that yeah. fucking hammers people they don't give a shit about anything they're not even good like austin Carr is decent he's got good hands um but he's just like a he's just a quick in and out one catch he's not yeah. gonna make big plays down the field he's not fucking I have edelman a couple questions one is Matt Gorman, the lead. Yes. <laughs> Syracuse changed their name from the Orange Men to the Orange. Yes. And as like a political. As what, I believe that's why. I don't remember. It has to be. Yeah, I think that the Orange Men was technically an Indian. Because uh, oh. there were Indian things like but around. Like, their mascots is just like a big round. Yeah, it was always orange. a big fat orange. But I think yeah. in like the 80s, it was an Indian. Oh, and They really? got rid of that. And then they. Uh, Oh, that's right. I do remember something on the side of the helmet way back. Yeah, it was, it was way... Just... So they were originally the Saltine Warriors, which I don't know what the fuck that is. And then they changed to the Orange Men, which I think was an Indian thing, because they had an orange Indian on some stuff. Yeah. And then they had a Dome Ranger, but we don't have to go down that road. <laughs> uh, then they, And then they just have Otto, who's a big homo. And then, um, yeah, I think it was. I didn't really pay much attention to it, but the orange stinks. I, I originally thought it was politically correct for... For like girls, but I think it might be more towards it's the Indian the, things, yeah. and that that place is ridiculously uh, politically correct, or they try to be. Syracuse, yes. I guess any college campus really. Yeah, any college campus correct. Um, so uh, next player, uh, I don't want to get too much down cues, but I mean we we already did an hour before. We're already in out minute thirty eight here. Ooh, fucking flying, flying, trying to push it out, but we're yeah. fucking. Um, I didn't get to my my Gordon Haywood bit. Oh, you did have a good <laughs> Gordon Haywood bit. Wasn't it that was that fell after Austin Carr, didn't it? It was right. It was right around here. You want to do it? Oh, sure. <laughs> Stop it. Right, I, I don't want to. I know you're not a trained seal, but I. I uh, yeah, basically, yeah, I was listening to the radio when we they talked about Matt Gorman. The Celtics uh, signed Gordon Hayward, and some guy called in and was like, "You know, Gordon Hayward, solid player, solid community guy. Reminds me a lot of Bobby Cowens from back in the '70s." Celtics basketball player. As in, yeah, he's a fucking white guy yeah. <laughs> that fucking plays basketball for the Celtics. A, a power forward with no outside shot. Hayward's a, a two guard who only shoots outside. And the compa- he's like, yo, a lot of same skill set. South know? Boston guys and Charlestown guys just love seeing guys that look like them playing uh-huh. sports. He's just but so racist. They're not fucked up on fucking Jameson. No shit. They're fucking elite athletes, but they fucking... Chicky from fucking South Boston will call in <laughs> W E I every day and tell you how much fucking 
Isaiah Thomas and Kai, uh, Kyrie Irving suck, but fuck it. Gordon Hayward's the next coming to Larry Bird. <laughs> Listen, he's a regular fucking guy like us. He'll go down there, he'll shoot threes, and then you know what? He'll go out, bang a few broads, have a couple beers with the boys. That's it. Finally, we get a guy who wants to play defense. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fundamentals is the key to the Celtics. And you know who's got it? Gordon fucking Hayward. <laughs> Give Jarebko a couple years. He's going to come around. <laughs> that fucking Kyrie Irving, he's fucking selfish. You know what, Joey? He's fucking selfish. He's fucking ball handlers, <laughs> dude. You're going to pass and pick away. That's how you run an offense. <laughs> it's a fucking 2-3 defense. I fucking told you from the beginning. Oh, uh, racist radio boss call is my favorite. I don't know they're racist, though. My they favorite. don't. They just, they honestly think they're being genuine. They're fucking <laughs> dumb know. opinions. Listen, my grandfather always said, one of those guys gets on the court, you go home with your ball. <laughs> right. Take it easy. <laughs> um, all right, next guy, DJ Foster. He's making the team. I think he makes the team. Yeah. I think he's, I mean, you're not going to get him to the practice squad. They carried him last year because they yeah. couldn't get him in the practice squad. Um, He's a James White clone, but now with Edelman out, he's he he can step in step into the uh, slot and and play there. He's a fucking quick guy. He's better than Austin Carr. He can catch. He can run out of the backfield. He's dynamic. I think he makes the team. Um, you know, and he's going to be able to take hits over the middle that Amendola and Mitchell don't have to take. So, next guy, uh, I'm going to skip. You know, Jacob Hollister, tight end in the Hernandez type, less murdery, so more like a Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think they're going to cut him. I think they're going to only carry two tight ends this year, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. Dwayne I mean, Allen and Gronker. Guy, there's always tight ends, I feel like, out there, too, when, come when everyone gets cut. They might keep that one Shaughnessy guy they traded for just for, for a uh, special teams guy. But honestly, how many special teams guys can you have? No shit. Pats are loaded. They always do that. They have, like, you know, they trade for a guy. Oh, he's good for special teams. I, yeah. Well, they just traded for a guy from Cincinnati that's just a special teams guy. So, I mean, how many of those guys can you really carry on a team? Yeah. I really feel like that's where the like the little things like that is where they accelerate. Like, we have the best punt coverage team. Yeah, the they're NFL. always good at that. They yeah. they have Brandon King, Brandon Bolden. They got... Uh, oh, I forgot about Brandon King. Yeah, they got a yeah, lot of fucking solid. stars. Matthew Slater. All they do is play special teams. They have little contributions Nate anywhere Edmund. elsewhere. Yeah, Nate Edwards. Just fucking... Rugby players, guys that just tackle on special teams and do nothing else. Seriously. They show up to practice and play special teams. That's it. Um, so next guy, I've heard a lot of chatter about this guy getting cut over the last few days. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that is a weird one. I mean, they're keeping Garoppolo, obviously, this year for another year. So that's big money. It's a fi- it's 50-50 if you're going to lose Jimmy next year. Yeah. So you you have to at least entertain keeping Jacoby Brissett. You can't just let him go because you're going to risk going into next season with only Tom Brady. I can see them, like, because it usually takes to, like, week three when, like, half the teams lose their quarterback somehow. Yeah. Like, one guy comes out, throws, like, four picks in the first round. Like, So I can see them trading Jimmy midway through the year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't really trade a backup. I mean, how can you trade a backup quarterback that that's supposed, to be, supposed to be the next fucking – Aaron Rodgers, but say you're that's at, your your backup. Like the Cardinals, great defense, great team, everything. Carson Palmer goes down, and you're like, well, I don't want to not have the chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, let's grab. They'd have to pay up. up, you know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. And there was a lot of talk last. Year. He should have went over the off season. I thought they should trade him. They tried. Time. I think I don't think they want to. I really, which you makes know. me it makes me uneasy because you're talking Tom Brady, age forty now. I, you know, I'm assuming he's going to play this year as well as he played last year. 
And then you're going to have um, a time where Jimmy Garoppolo is coming up. They're going to give him a franchise tag, $22 million, yeah, to back up Tom Brady, who's making $15 million. You know what I mean? So you're going to pay your backup $5 million more. They're probably going to franchise tag him and trade him because there's no way that, first of all, the Crafts or New England as a whole is going to sign off on trading Tom Brady. If he's fucking 70 years old, they're going to fucking want he's him to not, be the quarterback. Yeah. If he wants to play quarterback for the Patriots, he should play. And I don't think he's going to want to go anywhere else at this stage. Like, go to another team that's sloppy. They don't run shit like the yeah, Patriots. They, they don't have the same. Yeah. I mean, it's there's only so much your heart and will can take you yeah. without the guys around you in the system, you know? I mean, I mean unless he went to, like, Houston, where he knows Houston, everyone. he could probably be elite. But now they got fucking, you know, they just got a first-round pick and fucking drafted, uh, what's-his-face, from Clemson. So, I oh, mean, yeah. there's some places Boston. he could go, but I'd, I would die. I would, I would literally die. <laughs> it doesn't. It's like Montana with the Chiefs jersey, but I don't uh, see Brady with like a, you know. I could don't you even know what team? They'd have to try, like, no. Belichick would have to give him like cut him, so he could pick where to go. Because maybe like, like wouldn't even Philly. Be no, so we'd never go there. He'd go like to Houston. He'd probably yeah. go to Houston. But I feel like play there for like three be, years. I don't know. That'd be weird. You know, I don't know. Who knows? But I couldn't. I can't even handle yeah, the conversation. Let's stop. Uh, this is too much. I'm already getting. <laughs> Like, I don't know. My belly hurts now. Um, <laughs> I feel sad. Yeah. So <laughs> my mom to hug. it's weird now. So it's a weird thing in the NFL where they're doing one cut down now. So they're doing like, you know. This is new this year? This is new this year. So they're only doing one cut, which sucks because now the problem is the Patriots are probably going to have to, you know, they're going to cut everyone. So they'll probably be able to fill their practice squad fairly easily and get their guys that they want um, since like tw- – whatever 2000 guys are going to be unemployed in a in a day, you know, and you only have a day to fill your practice squad. But um problem with that is they're going to have to pick up some, like a defensive end or a wide receiver from another team that they really like and carry him on the roster. So, you don't really know if you're getting a shit bum anymore. Like you could have done it like an, if they got cut in the first cuts, you could have kept them for him for 3 weeks. Bring him in for a yeah, weeks. for 2 weeks yeah. to play preseason. Now you're going to have to carry these assholes on the roster for a week. And and see if they can fucking perform on Thursday night football for the Super Bowl champs. You know what I mean? It would be interesting though to see like there's gonna the Patriots are definitely gonna make some weird moves with this new rule that other teams don't see coming. Yeah. And then they're gonna give the Patriots oh you couldn't you can't take it yours or is that take him or is that it's like when we drafted uh when we stole that running back from Carolina a couple of years ago. Uh, from Gaffney. Stanford, Gaffney, and they cut him even though he was hurt, and they were just going to put him on IR. And the Patriots like we'll picked him up on him waivers on and just yeah. kept him on IR. Yeah. yeah, that's like fine. And so there's going to be a couple two Super Bowl that. rings later. Fucking yeah. Tyler Gaffney, and seriously, way underrated girlfriend. Um, never really turned. He's, he's not on the team this year, right? I know he's on the Jags. Oh, is he? But he's not. I mean, he never he never amounts to much. I mean, he had a good preseason last year, but he kept getting hurt. Yeah, he went. He's uh, he had a couple tough injuries. He's from Del Mar, California, where I fucking lived. Bros, bros for life. Um, so let's get into this a little bit. Uh, preseason Patriots, not a lot to talk about till next week, but we're gonna go. We're gonna have a podcast in studio and then go live Thursday for opening night at the at the stadium. I'm not gonna say live. I'm just gonna say we're gonna record it at the stadium. Um, that'll be fun. So come and see us. We'll be in the lot by the handicap section because I usually make my brother look. Retarded, like a mannequin, like David, like um, what's his name? Um, Curb your enthusiasm when he puts a mannequin in his oh, front yeah. seat. <laughs> right, um, David, do I do it with my brother? It's pretty easy. Five Bud Lights he does it to himself. <laughs> um, so he passed out for the fight. Of course, the he fight did. this weekend. We, he ordered it at his house. He had a big party, Frankie, and 
fell asleep <laughs> 20 minutes before the I fight I forgot started. about that. You told me about <laughs> it. It was fantastic. I went home. I was like, there's no way Frankie's making it. <laughs> Didn't come close. Yeah, of course not. Um, so let's do a little a little, little chatter here. Um, top three plays of the Patriots dynasty. So that's 2001 till 2017. Your top three plays. I'll go first here. And I hate to do this to a guy like Bledsoe. Uh, and celebrate a hit that nearly killed him, literally killed him. But um, I mean, he—I don't—I feel like he—he he doesn't mind. He, he used to hurl his old linemen off stages and <laughs> like at Everclear concerts and hurt old women. Um, so I'm gonna say Mo Lewis knocking Bledsoe out of the game against the Jets. Uh, I believe it was like right after 9/11. Yeah. And um, you know, catapulting Tom Brady to fucking his the dynasty, the dynasty of Tom Brady. Honestly, I didn't see that one coming. The legacy. But that is a fucking, that is a great one. Mine are weird. Mine aren't exactly the, maybe the top plays, but my favorite plays that I remember most. Number one, I get Vince Wilfork's 60 yard interception return down the sidelines. I love that. Against San Diego Chargers. Would have went to the end zone if, if Devin McCourty didn't uh, hit the guy in the back. Yeah. He would have went into the end zone and scored a touchdown there. My favorite play that never counted was uh, I've talked about this before in the podcast, but the pick that McCordy made and ran it back to the house in San Diego in 2004. Oh, when Browner fucking Browner laid out Ladarius Green. Yeah, and yeah. it never counted, but it was a clean hit, shoulder to shoulder. Ooh, new drop alert! New drop alert! No days off. That's gr- drunk, sloppy Belichick. I love it. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let's start showing some fight. Come on, now let's go. TB12. I listen to that before I have sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next one, the snowball. No, not that play, fellas. Uh, no, not those mob tops. Um, the Vinatieri kick in the snow. Uh, 47 yarder to take it to overtime. Prove to me finally and to my father that the Patriots were for real finally. They weren't going to fucking pack it in and go home for the for the winter like they always did. They actually had a team that could fucking compete and win. And it hasn't changed in 17 years. Same mindset. I have another snow game. I get the brewski pick. Oh, classic. Sliding into the end zone. Win the, win the division against Miami. That was awesome. When they throw the snowballs in the air. Yeah. And, and fucking, they still try and do it, try and replicate it. Fucking every time it snows, it's got no heart. No, no. It's the same people that fucking root for Matt Gorman. It's exactly. the fucking same guys. They throw just, the fucking snow in the air, pretend like they're fucking part of the team. Just forcing that old joke. Yeah. That for, exactly. Remember what we used to do? No, it's not funny. Shut up. My third one, a classic, a but, the Butler interception, cemented Brady's legacy, four Super Bowl wins. Launched the second part of the dynasty. Really, wouldn't uh, you know? I wouldn't mind Brady going in. Poetic, really. Wins three Super Bowls to start his career. Wins three Super Bowls to end his career. I mean, how does it get better than that? Seriously, it would have been the same exact kind of stretch: one and then skip a year and two. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, I have a, I have the tie law pick six in the Super Bowl. Uh, classic. Super Bowl. In my honorable mentions. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say. Um, so that's a great. That's a great pick. I mean, that's. Classic, I mean, football. That's that's one of the best plays in sports, that fucking play. Vrabel and Willie McGinnis, the cover of Sports Illustrated, literally murdering Kurt yep. Warner in the football field. Their helmets just crushing his head, fucking elbows in their neck, fucking claws in his jaw, and it's a completely legal hit. Warner, Warner set, it set the tone. Warner had no idea where he was, threw the ball. Warner, I mean, Ty Law takes it 60 yards, pick My six in the Super Bowl. Patriot Patriots never look back. Unbelievable. I mean, 
Ty Law and Willie McGinnis killed him. I mean, it was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was completely helmet to helmet. Nobody gave a shit. Didn't matter any Driving those days. him into the ground as hard as you could with all your Trying to paralyze him. him. Didn't care. And it was only 2001. Yeah, Imagine shit. in the 80s. They used to fucking stab each other. Um, my honorable mentions. Tyler pick six, like we talked about. Vinatieri game-winning field goal in Super Bowl 36. Classic. I mean, big, probably one of the biggest moments of my life. Yeah. Um, Edelman catch, Super Bowl 51. Yeah. Something that's fucking Welker couldn't do. So, you know, that's where him and Welker part company. Edelman makes the catch, Welker drops it. Um, the Hightower strip sack, Super Bowl 51. That's up there, yeah. I mean, game change in play. There's a couple of Amendola fourth down catch on that last drive. Oh, yeah. Over the middle. That was he had a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of big plays in that. that I mean, that there was dangerous. a lot of plays that if they didn't happen, they would have lost a game. Like, yeah. if one play didn't go right. Was, yeah, like, if really anything, I mean, if Amendola, if. Hogan, if somebody dropped a third down or fourth down conversion, the game's over. They don't win. Um, if Chris Long doesn't get held on a fucking yeah. on a third and long, it's fucking you know, it would have been over. Um, Brady to Moss for the fifty yard touchdown. I mean the fifty fiftieth nice. touchdown of the season two thousand seven. The Edelman third down conversion in Super Bowl forty nine. Nobody talks about and the one hundred percent definite concussion he received on it, <laughs> but didn't get taken out of the no. game. People still complain about that, too. I know. You know, Edelman didn't get taken out of the game even though he had a concussion. All right, well, whatever. Fucking, he played football with a fucked up head. Yeah. He should be fucking rewarded. I think you're hearing a little less, like, Patriots bitching after the Super Bowl than it was in the past. But it's still, it's still that everyone just hates the Patriots. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they are. They just, everyone just wants their team to win. So. Yeah. I mean, that's all that matters. They don't give a shit about anything else. They just want their team to be the best team, so they hate whoever's the champion and the winners. So it's always the Patriots, so they're always going to be trying to take them down, whether by accusations of cheating or whatever. All right, that's all we got. I mean, not bad. We did fucking 53 minutes. I thought we were going to push Jeez. it up, so we did fucking... We cut 10 minutes off our time from before. Sucked that we didn't record the podcast prior. It's but 10 minutes on Gronk's dad. It really was 10 <laughs> minutes on Gronk's dad that we fucking cut out. Well, it's good because next time we can probably get him on the podcast when yeah. we want him because he seems to be ready to be on the Malcolm Go Cup podcast. So anyway, fought, I mean, Tyler, do you got anything to plug before I get into my shit? Are we on uh, Laughable yet? Uh, we're working on Laughable. I already, I, I submitted. Yeah, Dom's on there. I don't know how Dom can be there. He's on Laughable. But knows a guy who knows a guy. Just the uh, Walnut Street Cafe in Lynn every third Thursday, the hottest comedy show in town. Yeah. All and right. then, uh, yeah. Righteous, Keep, righteous. Yeah, we'll right. go for the... Look Here's what people around here think your neighbors named their daughter Belichick. I don't want to talk about it. Play that by mistake. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and then we're, uh, years deep. Keep your eyes out. We're trying to start something in the North End. Ooh. We know a family who has a restaurant. A couple of paisans. Make our way in. A couple of guys. All right. Well, you know, uh, email me, MalcolmGoPodcast at Gmail. Interact with the show. Interact with the Twitter, MalcolmGoPod at you know, on Twitter at fucking Brady Disciple. We're on Instagram. Don't use it a lot at Malcolm Gopod. Interact. Send us fucking questions. Send us something for the show. Send us uh, pictures, funny things. I don't give a shit. Call in. I'll have you on the show. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're accused or fucking uh, definitely a rapist. You can come in the show. I don't care. I will fucking. You got anything to talk about? You can come on the show. Yeah, so, we even let Vince on. Yeah, Vince. I mean, he's dead now, but it doesn't really matter. He. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, I, about I don't want to talk about that. Injury. Vince has been dead for almost six months, but that was, yeah, that was rough. We buried him out west. Um, all right. Uh, so, well, until then, go Pats, and we'll see you next week. Do your-
your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And Warner goes back to throw. And here's the blitz by Mike Bray. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.